Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today is another solo podcast. I wanted to do this podcast on setting your goals for the new year and I'm going to break that down into several steps and talk you through each of those steps one at a time so that you guys can listen to this podcast and have a really good idea of how you could go about setting your goals so that you actually set yourself up for success this time around and so that you set yourself up to be able to actually maintain the progress you make towards your goals as opposed to classic example in fitness where people pursue fat loss in the new year they end up lasting maybe a month, maybe a couple of months. They make some fat loss progress, but then they aren't able to actually sustain that progress over the long term because either that goal hasn't been right for them as an individual or they haven't gone about achieving that goal in the right way, in a way that's appropriate for them and in a way that their protocols actually suit their life and they're able to adhere to those protocols over a decent period of time. So I want you to be able to set your goals this time around and set them appropriately for yourselves as individuals and I want you to be able to actually maintain the progress that you make over the long term or continue to build on that progress over the long term and this podcast isn't just about training and nutrition it can be applied to other areas of your life as well I'm going to talk through goal setting on the whole so it's not just like a training and nutrition related goal setting podcast it is a general goal setting podcast so hopefully it will help you with the goals that you want to set yourself in other areas of life as well as with training and nutrition and another thing that I just briefly want to mention is that training and nutrition related goals they don't have to be fat loss and fat loss isn't an appropriate goal for everybody so don't just think that automatically if you want to progress from a training nutrition perspective that your goal has to be fat loss related because it really doesn't so please do recognize that as always as you're listening if you do enjoy this episode of the female fitness podcast please 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 like and subscribe and share that you're listening on your instagram story it would mean the absolute world show your support and I I genuinely appreciate when you guys do that so much so please do like and subscribe and share that you're listening on your Instagram story and leave a review or leave a comment down below if you're listening on YouTube right now. So step one when it comes to setting your goals in the new year is you really need to identify what you actually value in life and if you haven't done this before so you don't really know what your values are off the top of your head what you should really do is sit down and have a real think about this because it's not something that is just like a quick one minute 
or like I'm going to pluck my values out of thin air you really need to think about it in a little bit more detail do some reflection think about where you're at in your life and where you want to be what do you really value what makes you feel like what are the important things in your life for you to feel your your best self and what are your non-negotiables so if you haven't done this before what you can do is if you google list of values it will give you a massive list of examples that people might have of life values so google list of values and sit down and have a think about each one of those and which are actually most important to you maybe pick your top five or ten and then order them and narrow that down to your top five or three values and then with those values in mind what areas of life would you like to progress with this year so this when it comes to goal setting you want to set your goals in line with your values so that they are actually meaningful to you as an individual if you set random goals that aren't appropriate for you as an individual that aren't in line with your values in life you're going to have a really hard time achieving those goals because they don't actually mean much to you. So whenever you encounter an obstacle or the process feels really difficult, you've not got much reason to push past those obstacles, to overcome them and to be disciplined. Whereas if your goals really mean something to you and they are truly in line with what you value in life, you're going to have much more success achieving those goals. So this is why it's so important to set your goals in line with your values and not just set yourself goals that other people might have or that look good on Instagram to achieve because it's just so non-important to you that you're going to have a really hard time achieving them. Or you might actually feel a little bit crappy about yourself if you try to achieve goals that aren't meaningful to you as an individual. It's almost like you're living someone else's life. It's not going to make you feel fulfilled. It's not going to make you feel happy to chase someone else's goals. So it's really, really, really important not to miss out step one of identifying what you truly value in life before you think about actually what areas of your life do you want to progress with in line with those values. So make sure you spend a decent period of time on step one and have a real think about it before you actually set, decide which areas of life you would like to progress with, which areas of life are, would you like to improve on, what's important to you. And then after that, pick the most important and get more specific with what you'd actually like to achieve in those areas of your life. It's important to get specific so that you have a clear sense of direction and you know what you're striving towards. If you just set yourself, if you think, oh, I'd like to achieve I'd just like to imagine the area of your life that you would like to progress with is training and nutrition. I'm going to use this as a rolling example through this podcast. If you set yourself the goal of, you say to yourself, I want to achieve the goal of improving my nutrition. 
that has no there's no specifics there like why like how what goals do you actually want to achieve so it's really important with goal setting that you do get specific and you're not just setting very vague goals because you're gonna have a hard 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 time achieving them because you've not got much direction if your goals aren't very specific so make sure that after you've picked the most important areas of life to you that you would like to progress with you get a bit more specific with what you would like to achieve in those areas of your life if it's work for example would you like a promotion what kind of promotion is that you know think about it and after you've done that what i would suggest doing first of all is thinking about what you would like to achieve over the long term so think about what you would like to achieve maybe in the next year or the next three years that's the first thing i want you to write down and you can literally get a pen and paper out whilst i'm talking right now and have a think about this as I'm going through these points. You can write the points down themselves or if anything immediately comes to your mind. So if you know what you would like to achieve in the next year or the next three years in a certain area of your life, literally write it down right now and hold yourself accountable to it. So yeah, think about what you'd like to achieve in the next year or the next three years. It's important to do that so that you can then set your your short-term goals in line with that greater, greater goal. And then after you've done that, you could split that year into shorter periods of time. So that could be months, like every month you want to achieve X, or it could be quarters of the year. So every quarter I want to have achieved this. So you're thinking about the long-term goal, and then you're splitting that that long-term goal into sort of what we what we might call medium-term goals in months or quarters or you could split it up into thirds of the year if you really wanted to there's no one size fits all but what we're saying here is I want you to think about the long-term goal and then split that into a medium-term goal or medium-term goals and then after you have done that think about what specific actions you need to take to get there. So what specific actions do you need to implement to get to your medium term goal each month? You've set that goal of what you want to achieve each month or each quarter. What do you actually need to do to get there? It's important to get really specific here, again, so that you have direction and you know exactly what you need to do and there's no debating whether you've done it or not if you're if you set yourself actions that you need to take to get to your goal that are really vague you could maybe argue in your own head whether you have or haven't got those actions boxed off whereas if you're really specific with those actions that need to get done you either have or have not done those things and there's no there's no two ways about that there's no debating it so make them very clear make them very specific and make them like factual whether you've got them done or not and then give these actions deadlines some of them might be non-negotiables that you're going to do on a daily or a weekly basis that will contribute to the long-term goal. Others might be specific assignments or 
launches, work deadlines that you have to get done by a certain date and write these things down. So write down what your non-negotiables are on a daily or a weekly basis. What are the habits that you need to implement? What do you need to make yourself do every single day or every single week? These things are going to contribute to to the greater long-term goal. And like I said, others might be specific assignments or launches that you have decided to get done by a certain date. And I want to emphasise get done by a certain date. You need to give yourself a deadline for these things. Otherwise, they just won't get done. And the same with the the non-negotiables that you're setting yourself to do on a daily or a weekly basis. I would highly recommend, and this is something that I recommend to my clients as well, planning when you're going to actually get these things done. So when you're planning your week ahead, make sure that you put into that week in the example of training and nutrition, when you're actually going to train, what days are you going to train on? What time are you going to train? When works best for you? When can you commit to? It's really important to schedule this in your diary just like you would with work as a commitment to yourself. Having a plan and being organised will increase your likelihood of actually getting these non-negotiables done tenfold. So it's really important not just to say that you're going to get these things done but especially initially when it's going to be hard, it's going to feel like effort because it's not yet habitual. It's really important to plan these things into your diary and make them a commitment to yourself like you would with work. Like I said, you're going to feel resistance to doing these things at first. It's going to feel like effort. It's going to feel hard. But then once you've been consistent with these non-negotiables that are there to be done on a daily or a weekly basis for a good period of time, it will feel easier, it will feel a part of your life, it will feel more habitual and you will barely have to think about it but you have to go through an initial period of it feeling hard, of it feeling like effort before you get to that point where it feels easy and it feels like a part of your life and I can use myself as an example and talk from experience here when I first started training and when I first started tracking my food and manipulating my nutrition, tracking my steps, doing cardio, it all felt like a lot of effort. I had to really think about when I was going to train in my day. I was a one-to-one personal trainer at the time, working on the gym floor and I'd maybe have an hour gap between clients where I could train so I had to get that training session done in that hour otherwise it wouldn't get done so I had to be organized it was a concerted effort I had to plan my sessions into my week I had to get my cardio done sometimes at 10 p.m after a shift um when my goal was fat loss And I had to plan my food out ahead of time. So either the night before or first thing in the morning, I would plug in all of my food on my fitness pal. I would make sure that I was meal prepping. And all of these things increased my chances of success with adhering to my targets massively. And at first, like I said, it felt like effort. It felt hard. But now 
I don't even question whether I'm going to train over the week. I don't even question whether I'm going to make choices from a nutrition perspective that are going to support my health, support my training performance and support maintaining a body composition that I'm happy with. These things are literally ingrained in me now. I don't have to think about it. It's easy. But you have to go through a period of it being hard at first to get to a point where I'm at now where it is easy. So just push through that and it will get easier. And an example in the realms of nutrition and training of one of those non-negotiables whatever your goal really, whether it's fat loss or developing muscle tissue or just improving your health or progressing with your training performance. An example is that you could set yourself the target of going for a walk outside in fresh air every day where you're going to get fresh air, you're going to get daylight exposure because that will support your health. It will support your recovery. It will support how you feel mentally. You could also set yourself the goal of getting a certain number of sessions in over the week. You could start with two or three and then gradually build that up over time once two or three becomes easy. But it's really important to start realistic. So start from where you're at now and then build on that. Don't go if, for example, you're not training at all at the moment, it would be completely unrealistic for you to say to yourself, I expect you to train five times a week when at the moment you're not doing anything. That's not realistic. So we need to focus on working from where you're at now as an individual and then building on that rather than going from one extreme to the other. Remember, we want to think about long-term success and actually sustaining the progress that you make this time around or building on that over the long term. We don't want you to make progress and then end up not able to sustain to the pro uh, adhere to the protocols that you've set yourself and then end up back where you started if not worse like you maybe have done before I think that it's very common to go through that cycle especially in the new year where you set yourself extreme goals and you're way too aggressive with your approach to the point you just you just can't adhere to it past a few weeks or a few months and then you just end up back where you started whereas the goal people need to go about their training and nutrition goals a little bit differently i think a lot of the time and people would be much better off thinking about what they want to achieve over the long term where they want to get to and actually normalize making progress and then staying there rather than going through this constant cycle of dieting and then regaining the body fat and then dieting and then regaining the body fat that you've lost. We want to break that cycle. And that's why it's important to think long term and think about setting your goals a little bit more realistically for yourself so that you can actually, it's obtainable for you to achieve those goals. Yes, we want to strive big, but strive big in a little bit more of a realistic way don't crash diet essentially resist the urge to crash diet it's not done you good any other year so why is it gonna end differently this time around the likelihood is it's not so make sure that you do set your goals realistically this time around and set your set your non-negotiables each day and each week 
Um, and another example of in the realms of training and nutrition is that you could set yourself the the sort of goal of seeing visual changes in your progress pictures or training data from one month to another um, and that's thinking monthly so you've got the daily which is getting a walk in outside in fresh air every single day you've got the weekly which is x number of sessions over the week and then you've got the monthly which is the goal of seeing visual changes in your progress pictures or training data from one month to another. And I just want to make a point of that as well. You know, I've said see visual changes in your progress pictures from one month to another, not one week to another. The reason for that is on a weekly basis, we can see huge fluctuations in our body composition and in our ability to perform during resistance training sessions as well. That's normal you're going to have some circumstances which mean that those things are affected. An example of that is if, for example, you have really bad PMS and you experience a lot of pain, a lot of bloating, a lot of water retention, that's going to affect your body composition. It may also affect your training performance. So if you're measuring your progress via progress pictures and your training performance, every single week and you're expecting to see changes every single week that could be quite disheartening if you come to that phase of your menstrual cycle where you're experiencing PMS and you then don't see progress that week or it looks from the data like you've gone backwards but you haven't actually it's just because those variables are being affected by your PMS that you're experiencing so that's why it's important not to get too bogged down with progress on a weekly basis and focus on progress in your data over slightly longer periods of time so month to month rather than week on week or on a daily basis another example is with scale weight obviously there are so many different factors that can affect our scale weight if you've had a high sodium meal the night before that can cause water retention and have an impact on your scale weight. If you've had a really heavy leg session the day before, that could cause inflammation and therefore cause an increase in your scale weight. These fluctuations are normal. They're a part of life. They're not something that we need to try and avoid. But the point I'm getting at is if you're measuring your progress using your scale weight data on a daily or a weekly basis, it can be quite disheartening because of these fluctuations. So that's why we want to think about from one month to another rather than from one day to another or from one week to another. If anyone has any questions on that, please comment below or drop me a DM on Instagram. After you've done that, you need to choose how you're going to measure your progress and you need to make sure that the measures of progress you are going to use are relevant to you as an individual and the goal that you have set yourself. For example, you wouldn't use the same progress progress measurements as someone who was long wanting to lose body fat if you were working to improve your health and relationship with food. Your measurements would be very different and you might use different kinds of measurements such as the ways the way that you feel around food and your stress levels and sometimes those things can be harder to measure but 
it doesn't mean they're any less important and we can't always rely on data to show us our progress. So it's really important to get specific with how you're going to measure your progress and make sure that that's specific to you and your goal as well. And when I say specific to you, everyone reacts differently to different protocols and different forms of measurement. Some people might have a really bad relationship with the scales and they therefore might choose not to include their scale weight as a measure of progress and that's absolutely fine. You can still track progress with body composition related goals very clearly through progress pictures or circumference measurements or a combination of those things and I would always advise if you have any body composition related goals whatsoever whether those goals be fat loss or muscle gain I would highly highly recommend that as well as the measures of progress you're going to use to track your body composition related progress such as progress pictures such as maybe your scale weight such as maybe your circumference measurements that you also have process based goals and process based measurements such as progress with your training performance over time such as maybe progress with your fitness levels such as maybe progress with your health which you might track through menstrual cycle regularity or how alert you feel each day how strong you feel and how clear your skin is maybe you know just some examples there but always make sure that alongside body composition related goals you also have process-based goals and you use process-based measurements as well as just making the process about your body composition because if you just set body composition related goals and you don't have any process-based goals alongside that what happens once you've achieved your body composition related goals like where where does your sense of direction come from what have you got to focus on to keep you consistent with nutrition and training? Obviously, you've got the, the goal of maintaining that body composition process, but can be very hard to stay consistent over the long term when your sole focus is your body composition and you don't recognise the benefits of training consistently and the benefits of good nutrition outside of it being just a means to manipulate your body composition because it is so much more than that resistance training is so beneficial for our overall health and well-being it will help us prevent injury it will help us prevent issues like osteoporosis when we're older as well as improving our body composition and same goes for nutrition nutrient diversity is so good for our health having a good relationship with food again is so important will have a huge impact on our quality of life and our health good nutrition will have a positive impact on our energy levels on our performance on so many parts of our life and it's really important to recognize these things rather than just seeing nutrition and training as a means to an end in regards to manipulating our body composition and if you can focus on those process-based goals alongside striving for body composition related progress it will increase your likelihood of long-term success and your likelihood of staying consistent with your nutrition and training habits throughout your life as opposed to just 
for a summer holiday or for a birthday or for a wedding. You know, it goes beyond that. And last but definitely not least, you need to decide whether you need some accountability. And you can always change your mind on this further down the line. Coaches and mentors will increase your likelihood of achieving your goals. They will make the process quicker and smoother and they will educate you along the way. They are so underrated and I've had many coaches myself. I've learned something, if not more than obviously one thing in a lot of cases, from every single coach that I've worked with. I even had one coach that I didn't work so well with and I didn't rate very highly but I still learned from him. I learned how I don't want to be as a coach. So there's always something to be learned from everybody you work with. And, you know, if you pick the right coach or mentor, they will have such a positive impact on not only your the specific goals that you've set, but also your entire quality of life. And especially if you're a coach yourself, learning from coaches and mentors will be game changing. It will accelerate your success as a coach. It You will learn, you will see how someone coaches from a different perspective, maybe using different software, learn from someone else's opinions, someone else's experience, and that will fast track your progress personally and professionally and even if you're not a coach yourself having that accountability again will fast track your progress it will make the process quicker it will make the process smoother and it's far too easy when you're coaching yourself to sort of faff around a little bit and always question yourself always question whether you're setting yourself the right targets Um, question whether you're actually making progress sometimes you need that person that external person a coach or a mentor to give you an objective view of what's happening over the long term it's very hard to be objective when you're looking at yourself and you're analyzing your own progress because you are obviously emotionally invested in the process you are yourself So it's very hard to have an objective view. So even if it's just having a coach or a mentor for the accountability, for that objective viewpoint, even that is beneficial in itself. But even beyond that, they will help educate you throughout the process, which will increase your likelihood so much of long-term success because you will understand why you've made the progress that you've made And you will be able to carry that through the rest of your life. And you'll be able to use that knowledge to help you actually maintain the progress that you've made and continue to build on that over the long term, rather than going through this constant cycle of making progress, but not understanding why you've actually made progress and ending up back where you've started. So get some accountability, get someone to help educate you throughout throughout the process they're also someone to bounce ideas off ask questions and yeah just check in with once a week or however frequently your coach or mentor has check-ins but honestly it's a game changer I've learned more from every coach and mentor that I've had than I have from any textbook ever and that is my honest opinion 
every single one has made a significant difference to me and either my own personal progress or my own progress as a coach so don't be afraid to reach out to someone do your research first obviously talk to their current clients talk to their past clients get a feel for who you're working with book in for a consultation call with them obviously not everyone works the same way but what I do is anyone can book a consultation call with me completely free of charge they're not committing to anything whatsoever. They literally just book in with me via Calendly and we will have a Zoom call. We'll talk through what they're wanting to achieve and where they're at at the moment and we'll basically establish whether we're a good fit. It's an opportunity for them to ask me any questions that they have. I will ask them a few questions so that I have a bit more of an idea where they're at and whether we're a good fit and then they will be able to go away and decide whether they want to start up with coaching so a lot of coaches do offer free consultation calls so don't be afraid to to book in and get to know who you're going to be working with and then yeah just talk to them and ask them any questions that you do have so get a coach get a mentor it will set you up for long-term success this time around let's break that cycle of going through this process of being all or nothing of making significant progress but then reversing that whole process and ending up back where you've started it's tiring it's draining and would you not be so much better off actually making progress for good this time around that's what I want for you lot so let me know if this podcast has helped you if anyone has any questions as always please comment down below on youtube or drop me a message on instagram I am genuinely more than happy to help however I possibly can. So please don't hesitate to reach out. If anyone is interested in coaching with me, I do have some space available at the moment. And I'm also going to be running a launch of Educating 8, which is the eight-week course that I run starting either mid-January or end of January depending on when people would be most interested. So drop me a DM if you're interested in that. But I have one-to-one coaching spots available. They are limited, but I would love to work with any of you guys who do listen to the podcast because I know you know me. I know you know what I stand for. And pretty much most people who listen to this podcast were probably going to be quite a good fit. So thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast, please, please, please like and subscribe. Share that you're listening on your Instagram story. Tag a friend, send it to a friend. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening, guys.